We're back. Welcome to the first episode of Time Added On for our Premier League season. Um, it has been an unbelievable summer break. Um, we are back with our transfer roundup for the summer. Um, it's been the most amazing summer in years. It was always likely to be exciting, but it has certainly not disappointed to date. Tom, welcome back. How has the last two months been? Almost two months been. Um, how have you found the summer? Does it all st- feel real still? I thought it'd take you. It was taking ages to kind of go through that. That it is. You'd like sink in that that we got promoted. I think the last uh, week, and obviously we'll come on to it. Maybe is is uh, let it sink in quite a lot in terms of the media attention that Forest have had in comparison to what they would be if they signed someone ridiculous like Dear Carby. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's good to be almost back in terms of the actual football being back. Um, and let's be fair, it's not like we haven't been entertained by, by what's been happening off the pitch anyway. It's, it feels like we've not really had a breather. The season ended right at the end of May. And since then, it's been just full of activity. So it's not as if we've uh, been left to be bored, even even though there's no actual football happening. No, I mean, it's been phenomenal, isn't it? It's been a phenomenal couple of months. We we all, we said on the, the last part of the season that we were going to enjoy the summer and uh and it's probably one of those summers that you probably don't want it to end. But as you said, it's been entertaining from start to finish. It probably took us a couple of weeks to sober up after the celebrations and then straight into it in terms of players being linked, players being signed. And and since mid-June, it's just been a non-stop conveyor belt of signings. Forests have been ridiculously busy in the market and it obviously just builds and builds and builds and the excitement now. <clears throat> I think everyone's ready to go week and a half until that first game at Newcastle. We're going to preview the season itself, aren't we, on next week's pod. Um, we'll give Forrest another week and a half to sign uh, you know, another bucket load of players, but we're going to do our season preview next week. Tonight is all about just really summarising where Forrest are at from a from a transfer window point of view, looking at the signings that they've made, the departures, obviously, that have gone out of the football club, and maybe a little look ahead to what we believe Forrest still need in, in the market. Um, it has been ridiculously busy. We talked, we mentioned there, there's only one name really that, that, that's buzzing around at the minute, that's Jesse Lingard. I don't, don't want to go straight in with Jesse Lingard, but that is a hell of a talking point. Um, anyone that's listened to talk sports over the last uh, three or four days, probably bored about talking or listening to, about uh, Jesse Lingard, but we're certainly not. And we're going to give obviously our viewpoint on that. But Tom, I mean, first of all, Forest have been the, the busiest team in the Premier League so far this window. Um, a lot of crit- well, from from supporters outside of uh, outside of Forest, obviously, you know, certainly in the last week where you know Forest were going about their business busily and, and and people were kind of taking note, but really, kind of Forest were going under the radar, even with the volume of signings that they've made but since the Jesse Lingard signing last week. People have obviously started to be, you know, from the outside, a little bit critical of Forest in terms of the volume of players that Forest that, that they're bringing into the club. But look, it was always going to be the way, wasn't it? For, for, for us as fans, we we knew what we were getting into, or we knew what was likely to be on the horizon this summer because of the the, the sheer volume of departures leaving the club, and and therefore the players, the amount of players that are needed. It was there's nothing surprising, is there, about the way the summer's panned out so far. No, no, oh, and the media, you know, it just goes to show, you know, everyone always says the media doesn't know a lot outside the Premier League and even for a newly promoted side, the talk is cheap, really, and quite quite lazy. Um, 
you know, all the talk is com- comparing Forest to Fulham or a Forest going to be more like a villa. But in the end, actually, if you look at the circumstances of both of those sides when they spent, when they came up, it's a very different story altogether. You know, Forest have, have lost a lot of players naturally because of, of how their squad was last season. And, and you need to upgrade and strengthen anyway when you get promoted. Otherwise, you're pretty much just accepting and staring relegation in the face, which is obviously not what Forest's intention is this year, you know. You look at the players that went out, the five loanees and Jed Spence, Max Lowe, James Garner, Philip Zinkenagel, Keenan Davies. On top of that, Forest have lost some players that were, were key players in their squad or their first team anyway. The likes of Bryce Samba, Ethan Horvath, mm. Tobias Figueredo, Lewis Graben, Jonathan Panzo. Well, they didn't play a lot, obviously, was a was a squad playing, started coming in towards the end of the season. And even Gaten Bong, you know, they've, they've lost a lot of players due to various different circumstances, whether they're being on short-term agreements or whether it just be the, the circumstance and situation. We always knew the summer, regardless of the league that Forrest were going to be in, was going to be a, a pivotal one for the for the future of the club in terms of how competitive they were going to be, either in the Championship or the Prem. And the fact that they're in the Prem, that the, the need to sign is even greater and it's the need to spend even greater. And I think um, it's just lazy journalism, I think, in terms of, of what's being said in the media. If you look at the circumstances of Forest, it had to happen. It has to happen. Otherwise, you know, in a couple of months' time, if, if Forest didn't sign players, the media would be slating Forest for not signing players and being more ambitious. It's the way it works, you know. Forest are now in the limelight more than ever. And unfortunately, the way the media works in this country and in many countries is, you know, everyone wants to build up a, a, a club and a, a group of people and then knock them straight back down. That's that's just the situation it is. The media built Forest up in the in the run-up to get promoted. We all want to see Forest back. They're back. It's just a case of wanting to knock them down. So I think it's just a little bit more research probably needs to be done by some of the, the so-called top journalists. But it had to happen. It had to happen. Otherwise, it would have just been staring a season of disaster in the yeah. face. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, they it it was fourteen players. I, I count at the minute. Fourteen players have departed the club, either permanently or, or or on loan. That number will grow as well. We expect that number to grow. There are still a number of players that are in and around the the, the first team at the minute have taken you know taken part in first team games in preseason that we would expect to leave the club as as Forest continue to make signings between now. And the end of August, and, and that is a phenomenal turnaround. But as you've just touched on there, five of our key players there last last season, and part of what Steve Cooper managed to build um, were the lone players. And, and Forrest had no choice but to go down that route. <clears throat> I think Steve Cooper touched on, even if Forrest had stayed in the Championship, this summer they would have gone down the route of trying to, to make more permanent signings, to be less reliant on the loan market. But the fact of the matter was... Forest haven't been in the top flight for, for well, 23 years. We know that number now. We've spoke about it so much over the summer. But Forest couldn't compete with, with teams coming down from the Premier League in terms of the parachute payments. So the only way that Forest could really compete and put a competitive squad together in the Championship was by investing the money that they had wisely, bringing through the the, the, the youth from, from the academy and making the most of the five loans that were available at their disposal. And, they did that better than anyone last season. The five loanees that Forrest had, they played the loan market to perfection and all five of those loanees contributed. Now, as it stands, week and a half before the season kicks off, none of those loan signings have re-signed. 
Obviously, for Zinconago is now going to Olympiacos. Jed Spencer's move to Tottenham finally went through. And obviously, Max Lowe seems like he's got a future now and he's back in the fold at, at, at Sheffield United. And Sheffield United is somewhat pricing Max Lowe out of a move to Forest anyway, even if Forest were potentially initially interested at the start of the window. Yeah, two with, with potentials, James Garner, but obviously that is complicated by signings that Forest have already made in the window. Keenan Davis. So there is still a chance that that maybe one or or two of those loan signs come back, but still, you know, losing three out of those five is a big impact. And then, as you just said, you know, players like Figueredo, Tobias Figueredo, who I think they already always planned that that would be the case, but obviously still a blow. And Lewis Graben, you know, Forrest wanted Lewis Graben to stay key player in the dressing room, captain figure, real, you know, he's a leader in a different way. But his experience would have been crucial, and unfortunately, obviously, he wants to 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 seek pastures new. Obviously, well, what will probably be his last chance of a lucrative contract. So, when you add all these things into consideration, it was it was a summer of change. It was always going to be a, a summer of change. But I suppose it's about how Forest have gone about that and how they've put the building box in place. I mean, look, if we're going to start departures for 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 just one last, uh, I suppose, segment, Bree Samba was the one. But I think we all looked at, and, and I think we were, me personally, especially after the heroics, huge, huge Bree Samba fan anyway, but the heroics of the playoff semi-final, um, you know, elevated Bree Samba to that, you know, legendary status, if you like, at the club. Brilliant goalkeeper, had a really good season. Don't get me wrong, obviously, he's a championship goalkeeper, or was a championship goalkeeper, had lapses of concentration. There were obviously elements of his game that that, that needed to be worked on, but I was really looking forward to seeing Bryce Amber in the Premier League and what that would have brought with it. Um, were you as surprised as, as everyone, Tom, when obviously that news broke that he, he he wasn't looking to sign a new contract and wanted to depart? That was a bit of a hammer blow at the start of the summer. Yeah, I think I was surprised as everyone at first because I think just in that moment in time, we were all we were all just on such a, a high where we were you know, still on a high. Um you know, from the playoff final win and, and everything that had happened in, in the season and, and the last few months. And obviously Bryce Samba going being a big part of that, I think did feel that our one of one of our, our favourites that has got us up um, you know, leaving it, it just felt like a disappointment. And obviously the thing is with Bryce is that he, he was an entertainer. Um but sometimes that entertainment was, you know, more trouble than what it's worth what it was worth at times. I mean I've already seen him in a, in a friendly in, in France uh, versus Inter Milan, yeah, where he's kind of um, gone into the middle of a couple of players and not one over. And we we all saw that at Stoke, which I think was partially one of the reasons why why he probably ended up leaving. You know whether that was you know his his own pride taking a hit and and Steve Cooper and his staff having a firm firm word after that. I'm not going to start speculation, but you know I think I think that probably did play a part in it. Um, and I think, you know, it, it was a disappointment, but I do just almost feel there was times, again, not speculated, I'm, I'm purely, you know, just reading what I've seen, uh, you know, looking what I've, I've seen is, is you know, I, I did question at times whether Cooper rated the options he had in goal as much as he would have liked. You know, it almost felt at times like he, he would have preferred a better option. And, and the one thing you can't argue, obviously, we're going to go into this a bit more is that, maybe Forest have got a, a much better option than they had anyway. So um, it was a disappointment at the time him going, um, but I did I did feel like 
sometimes, you know, is he a, is he a manager's nightmare as much as we're in the stands enjoying and, and liking the drama? Um, maybe sometimes it was just a step too far for, for Steve Cooper and his staff. So that takes, that was a big departure of the summer. Obviously, Forrest did really well to, to you know, to, to not sign as such, but, you know, Brian Johnson signed a new contract was arguably one of the, the biggest signings of the summer in a way, uh, as you retain him. A lot of Premier League interest, obviously, despite Forrest uh, going up and him obviously wanting to be part of it. You know, there's still that worry until that contract was signed that that, that could still, you know, that he could be prized away from, from the City ground. But, that in itself was a it was a huge Philip right at the start of the window, wasn't it? Getting him signed up really built the momentum. And yeah, look, it's just kind of snowballed. Eleven signings through the door at the moment, and counting, we still expect there to be more. Um, it, it, it's been busy. It's been brilliant. You know, the speculation every day. Forest must have been linked with about three hundred players um, in the last two months. It's phenomenal. Obviously, a lot of that was just. Pure conjecture and Forest obviously being used as a name to, to, to get you know agents and players uh, you know mentioned and, and in the media, but eleven through the door. I mean, really, it touches on from what we were just saying about Samba there at the start of the summer. That that bombshell almost coming out almost instantly after the player final. Um, Forest have been ruthlessly efficient uh, this this transfer. We know that. I mean, how how impressive you've been just about how they've gone about uh, business in reality. Um, it, it's been phenomenal, hasn't it? You know, they've had a plan. I think they've said that from the off. They've had a plan. They've stuck to it. And it has been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've been impressed, I have to say. I think, um, I think there's a difference. You know, we have seen Forrest at times in the past um, signing a whole heap of players um, in, a, in a quick amount of time. But it's a different ball game when you're signing players who even no one else wants or, you know, are easier signings in one way or another. And I think Forrest have done that in the past or have kind of just had a scattergun approach and just need need personnel. And that's that's not very impressive. But I think the impressive thing with this one is it does seem there has been a, a lot of work before the season had even finished, probably both in terms of if they were in the Premier League or the Championship. And since the, I think there was a quiet period maybe just for a couple of weeks, um, I'm probably being harsh with that. It felt like Twitter was was eagerly awaiting some news very quickly, even after Forrest had got promoted in the in the playoff final. Um, and and Forrest have, have you know got the ball rolling very quickly. And since then, I mean, to be quite honest, it gives me a headache some days. <laughs> looking at all the speculation and and who's to come next is is you know it's mental to be quite honest and it's not as if we're talking about a load of free signings or a load of loanees you know these are players that they're negotiating uh good money for and and that other clubs are interested in in the premier league and and other clubs in europe as well so they're beating competition as well to sign these players and i think that's the impressive thing they're clearly doing a very good job at selling uh, a project um and persuading players that maybe wouldn't you know, you, you have to look at some of the clubs that are constantly promoted. You know, you look at a, a Norwich or a West Brom or a Fulham or a Bournemouth. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't seen, you know, something like this. You know, we can't we can't go too much into to how these players have performed yet and how they will perform this season. Um, but it has, on the surface of it right now, looks quite impressive in comparison to to maybe what some other clubs have done in the past when they've got promoted. And I think, um, yeah, that's a huge, 
huge hat off to to the work that's been done behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent there. What you're saying, it's been, yeah, like I say, eleven through the door and counting. Um, it's it's been like I said, they've had a plan. It's been well thought out. They probably did have a plan. Obviously, they would have had a plan if Forest had, have ultimately come unstuck and obviously lost the, in the in the playoffs. They would have had a different plan, but. They've gone and they've executed that plan smartly. I think, you know, Steve Cooper said a few times, hasn't he, over the, the summer that it's, it, you know, it's been a bit of a shock for him in terms of the difference in signing players, you know, Premier League players, or when you're a Premier League club rather than when you're in the Championship. It, you know, the whole process just seems to take longer to get everything agreed. And there's been a couple of instances where probably transfers of, of you know, in Championship world, might have gone through in in 48, 72 hours of taken a week just because of the sheer volume of negotiations and what comes with that. So I think that's obviously been an eye opener. But but with all that in mind, as you say, the fact that Forest have still ha- made the signs that they have, and I think you're right. It's, it's about it's about not just the volume of signs and the efficiency that they've you know rattled through those signs, if you will, but it's about the quality of them as well, the caliber of player that Forest are going after. You touched on it there, Tom, but it, it's been a different level. And some of the names that Forrest have been linked with, in the past you would have obviously just laughed off. And, and you know, even when we were going after top championship players in the past, you kind of just laughed that off and went, yeah, they're probably out of reach. That's not for us. It's just pure media speculation. But this time around, they've, you know, they're being linked with, with, with some top, top players. And they've, and they've gone out and they've secured top talent. And as I say, we're not, we're not knocking about and, and we're not really overly competing with the, the Bournemouths and the Fulhams of this world for, for signings, you know, I'm not saying there will be to the minute, but I think every player that we get linked with, Everton are suddenly linked with, as are West Ham, um, Crystal Palace. So, we, we, you know, we're competing with clubs in that, you know, middle, you know, West Ham, you know, probably higher mid-table, obviously, you know, knocking on the door or actually in, have been in Europe. But we're knocking on, on the door there of some, some established Premier League clubs and competing and, not only we're we competing, but we're beating them for certain signatures. And um, the the ambition's been there, hasn't it, right from the off? And I think there was a bit of you know we were all we were all wrapped up in the euphoria of Wembley and obviously the celebration in Slab Square. But when the owner stands there in, in, in Slab Square and obviously he's interviewed by Radio Nottingham, he talks about being ambitious and wanting to back Steve Cooper and wanting to put you know put players in place, not just to go and and survive but compete and, and be a force in the Premier League I think we all probably just laugh that off as, as a bit of bravado at the time and let's see kind of what's around the corner but you know on paper and we have to you know the, 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 we, we all know that football's not played on paper but looking at the state of the squad now with still a week and a half to go there's the, you know, there is quality running through all of those signings and it is you know the, the, the squad is looking um, yeah, I wouldn't say strong there's still a few gaps that that needs to be plugged, but yeah, if the season started tomorrow, that squad you would think has enough at the moment to compete. Another three or four players potentially on top of that would really make a difference. But yeah, it's been good, and, and you feel like Forest can compete with the signs that they've made. Yeah, and I think um, you know they're probably in some respects just it's just a weird, weird kind of pool to be playing in. I suppose I think we've got quite used to to being linked with certain types of players, certain kinds of players within a certain pool of quality of players for such a long time that I think we're all a little bit 
you know, it's quite overwhelming sometimes as a fan and in terms of the, the quality of player that they're linked with. And I think, you know, I'm going to tip it on its head slightly. I'd probably be called negative. But I think another way to look at this this window being so pivotal for Forrest is kind of future-proofing yourself as well. You know, the, the type of player that Forrest have, have signed in terms of the quality, but also the profile of player in terms of their, their age range. You look at um, kind of the, the general age of the players that have signed around, you know, kind of early to, to mid-20s. They're, they're looking at players as well in terms of even if the worst did happen, you know, Forrest are in a very good place now in comparison to the, what they would have been if they weren't promoted in terms of having a, a squad which is full of value and, and, and sell on sell on in terms of the fees to other clubs as well and what they can do to future-proof themselves as a club. And, and more to that, you know, they're future-proofing themselves regardless of even if the worst did happen, you know, they've, they've got players that can grow as the club grows. So it's quality and, and profile in terms of how shrewd they've been. You know, we, they've not just gone for been there, has done that. They're looking at a longer term picture in, in all sorts of ways. And I think that's, that's the clever strategy that they've had as well this window. Mm, it has been clever. It has been clever. Look, I mean, look, let's talk about the signings themselves. Um, in terms of profile, and, and beating competition. I mean, there's only really one place I can start, and I think we know where we're going to start. Jesse Lingard. Um, if I'd have said to you 12 months ago when we were sat recording the pod, running into that championship season under Chris Hewton at the time, that in 12 months' time we'd be sat here and we would have signed Jesse Lingard, 29-year-old Jesse Lingard, with World Cup aspirations in the winter. Um, what would you have said to me? <laughs> Uh, I would have gone, God, you, you've hit a midlife crisis already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, it? I mean, still now, you know, looking this evening, obviously, the, I mean, you, you can't help but go on social media and see uh, people commenting still about Forest signing Jesse Lingard, him posting content himself, so much opinion about one signing. I don't think Forrest have made or have hit the headline so much Certainly, you know, not in the last 23 years about a signing that they've made. Um, everyone seems to have an opinion of people at work who, who, who are not even, you know, probably passive football fans want to talk about Forrest signing Jesse Lingard. He polarises opinion. But there's one thing that you can say about him, that he is, a, he is a quality, quality, quality player in an area of the pitch where Forrest needed reinforcements and, and obviously a pivotal over the pitch that Forrest needs strong reinforcements. I don't think you can get any better than Jesse Lingard. Uh, the deal overall is a win-win for me. We can get into that in a minute, but I mean, let's just talk about him as a player first before we get into the, the financials and, and all of that. He's a brilliant player, isn't he? I mean, what a, what a signing that is. Yeah, it's a, it's a great signing, you know, in terms of the, the, the profile of the player, the quality that he's got, I think he's probably in a pool uh, above what Forest fans might have thought that they could could probably compete. In. Higher than what Forest fans would have thought we were going after. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the quality that he's got and that he's shown, and I think obviously everyone looks at that that last spell he had at, at West Ham. Um, for for a newly promoted side to to be able to. To, to get a player like him, persuade a player like him of, of the project. Um, I think it's very impressive work by Forrest. And I think the one thing I was looking at before he signed, I was still happy with the, the activity that Forrest had done. 
um, the the personnel, how shrewd they might have been, especially with some of their signings from abroad. Um, but the one thing I felt like Forest were going to be vulnerable of is if they didn't sign a player that already had a little bit of that Premier League now, you know, a little bit. Sometimes in the Premier League, in the Championship, you you, you do need a team full of, of grafters and you can have that one player that that is has a little bit of quality, a little bit of something in his locker, but can sometimes get pushed and shoved out of games. I think in the Premier League, a player like that is is vital, you know, really vital. You know, if you, you're down and out in a game, he could be the difference to, to get a surprising three points, a point, whatever it is. You know, that's that's the kind of player that you do need. And, and Jesse Lingard will do that. Obviously, there's the other, all the other stuff as well that it brings in terms of the the profile of player is, you know, in terms of the, the attention, media attention, what that will do um, for Forrest in terms of other commercial aspects, I'm sure. Um, but in terms of the actual football, which is, you know, what matters most to me, um, he, he's a great player to have. You just can't deny that, bar all the other stuff, which I'm sure many people will debate and talk about at the end of the day as a footballer. It's a brilliant signing for Forrest. There's, there's no doubt about it. A lot of headlines, obviously, talking about the fact he's the highest paid player in, in Forest history, which is, is is no surprise, obviously, given where we've been as well, obviously, in the last two decades. But, um, you know, 120 grand a week is 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 not to be sniffed. Obviously, it's a, it's a huge weekly wage for a newly promoted side. But in reality, it's a free transfer. He's on a one-year deal. And for all that we've just talked about his quality as a player, ultimately that is going to cost Forrest in the region of about £6 million over the season with no obligation at the end. Hopefully, obviously, it works and both parties want to continue, but it's £6 million for Jesse Lingard to come in, help establish Forrest and then see where we are. Um, I get the argument about the weekly wage and, and, and will it destabilise the squad, but you know, I was watching a clip the other day where they said, well, to be fair, you know, the squad is, is relatively new, you know, they will be talking about every player within that squad will have had a pay increase built into their contract off the back of promotion. Obviously, Brennan Johnson's had a new contract. So I'm sure they're talking to the likes of Joe Worrell, Scott McKenna, etc., about new contracts. And obviously, there's a whole raft of new signings that have come in on brand spanking new contracts. So I'm not so worried about that in reality. And, and I also saw somebody said, you know, would having Jesse Lingard in that dressing room motivate them when you know when the the wages are good players want to play with other good players um, and, and they're footballers. And, you know, ultimately we do our job, Tom, don't we, to, to, to you know, bring money home and, 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 and we, you know, we all get paid a, a wage and footballers are no different to that. I, I really don't get that argument about, you know, as long as the players are, you know, are seeing that he's contributing and that, you know, Forrest are, are winning games and, um as I say, there's that real good that Steve Cooper fosters that team spirit that we've had over the last 12 months. I really don't see that being an issue. I think you know, that Forest dressing room will, and I'm sure they will, welcome the sign and the quality of Jesse Lingard. Yeah, I think the one year deal thing is is the most important detail, to be quite honest. Because I think if you if you sign Jesse Lingard on a three year, there's, there's multiple questions I would have. I'd, Obviously, still be enjoying it and excited like other people were. But to be quite honest, a three-year deal changes the whole, you know, look of, of the deal. And and if you're a Forest player, the whole look of it. I think there'll be an understanding. These, these footballers aren't, aren't stupid. You know, they know the 
the wider circumstances. They'll know, if anything, that if Jesse Lingard has a fantastic season, Forrest get a huge chunk of money for staying up in year one in the Premier League. And if, if the squad can perform to make sure that that happens, I'm sure there'll be various other players in that squad that will reap the rewards in some respect um, in terms of their, their wage. I also think if you're, if you're one of those players, you see a player like Jesse Lingard with the profile that he's got come in, I don't think that you are, are questioning it too much. I think, again, if it was a three-year deal, you're wondering why I'm on this, why is he on that? I'd understand. I think for the one year... There's an understanding there probably of what Forrest are trying to do. And let's not be silly. When Forrest were even in the championship, there were players that that signed for, for silly wages that were not half as good as some of the players that were on on smaller wages. You know, what did that do? I've, there's there's many arguments that you can have around that. I think it's it's an easy, cheap argument. I think if if the circumstances were slightly different, I would get the argument a bit more. I think in this situation. I don't think there'll be too much of an issue, especially if we're treating it as the one year at this moment in time. And, and then we'll go from there after whatever happens. But I think at this moment in time, you just have to look at the deal and go, it works for us. The one year works for, for brilliantly for both Forrest. It means far less risk. It works brilliantly for Jesse Lingard because if he has a great season, which is what he's aiming to do to get into that England side for the World Cup, I personally don't see it happening, but if he does get into England side for the World Cup, he, he would have had to have had a great at least first half of the season. I'm sure he'll want that to continue in the second half in order to, to open up whatever, you know, whether it be to stay at Forest for, for longer, whether it be to get a move abroad, whether it be to get a move to a big Premier, you know, who knows? But but the one year suits everyone, in my opinion. Forest can kind of go from there, Jesse Lingard can go from there, and it just makes sense. Looking forward to seeing you in your J-Lings shirt. No, uh, absolutely not. Let's no. move on. Let's draw a line. Let's draw a line to Jesse Lingard. But I think mean, we can all agree that we are excited to see him in a Forest shirt. It's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure about that. In terms of the other business, Tom, I mean, look, so much to get through. We're not we're not cover it all off, but you have to have a little smile in terms of especially how that player final, uh, you know, ended in terms of the controversy around the penalty shouts. Forrest then go and uh, raid Huddersfield for two of their star players in Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo. Harry Toffolo obviously heavily involved in, in the uh, in, in the penalty shouts. I mean, how pleasing in terms of uh, not the fact we've raided Huddersfield and obviously we can get the fireworks out, but just generally the quality of both of those players as well. Both had huge seasons. Harry Toffolo, um, you know, arguably one of the best, if not the best, left wing back in the league last year. And Lewis O'Brien's a player that's been linked with Premier League side Leeds and West Ham in the past. Um, a player that, you know, a box-to-box midfielder, high energy, only 23, plenty of potential. Um, he was a really exciting signing for me. When Forrest were linked with Lewis O'Brien, I was absolutely delighted because, again, just goes back to the profile that we were touching on earlier. But, I mean, that's the signing that, that you know, a smart signing, lot of potential still um, in an area of the pitch that Forrest needed reinforcement. That was really one that kind of ticked a lot of boxes. Yeah, I think um, if you ask any Huddersfield fan, I think they'd say that Lewis O'Brien deserved to step up. He's 23, so he'll hopefully improve even further and, and grow, especially under a, a coach like Steve Cooper. Um, and in a, in a position, as you said, was was 
a lot of work needed to be done and continues needed to be done. And we'll come on to that of what could potentially happen in that position. But um, I think that was a great start to, to improve in that area of the pitch. And uh, again, probably a bit of future proofing. And, and Harry Toffolo obviously had a very impressive season last season. Um, comes in in probably one of the most important positions on the pitch for, for Forrest in terms of the, the way we usually expect them to set up. I think they'll have a few different options this season, but that one and that kind of natural formation will still probably be Forrest's default. And um, he he's a great option to have there. He's obviously got competition, which we'll come on to in terms of other signings that have been made, and Forrest may continue to make in that area. So it'll be interesting to see whether he can beat off the competition with that. Um, but he's definitely a great option in the fact that Forrest have signed two left-backs already this summer in a position that, that Forrest have maybe struggled to get anyone in before is uh, definitely a, a huge improvement on, on previous windows, that's for sure. Forrest obviously needed to try and find a replacement for Samba. Forrest reacted quickly. We touched on it earlier on the pod where we talked about you know, how ruthlessly efficient Forrest have been. No more so in that goalkeeping position that, that really kicked off the summer. Uh, Dean Henderson coming in on loan from, from Manchester United. I mean, that's really where people started to pay attention to Forrest. In terms of a replacement for, for Bree Samba, um, there's not really be- many better that Forrest could, could have gotten. He's obviously, he's already massively impressed in a couple of the games that he's played so far in pre-season. Obviously, Ethan Horvath also departing the club. So, from a goalkeeping point of view, reinforcements required. And, and not only have Forrest managed to sign Dean Henderson, but they've brought in Wayne Hennessy, which as a backup goalkeeper, he's, he's probably one of the best that you, you could hope for. Hugely experienced Welsh international, over 100 caps for Wales. Um, I mean, both, I think, being fair to both of those guys, and we've talked about already about our love for, for Samba, but on both Samba and Horvath, Henderson and Hennessy, huge upgrades. Yeah, I feel like the, the Henderson one has kind of been brushed aside a little bit. I think when you talk about profile and, and the personnel that you thought Forrest could sign this summer, uh, Forrest started off being linked with Dean Henderson and Nick Pope, and I think that's that's two two excellent potential first signings and Dean Henderson is is a brilliant signing for Forrest to to bring in I think um, as terms as in, in terms of what he's proven already at this level obviously with Sheffield United and he's played a little bit for for Man United um, I think it's an excellent signing and one that probably just due to him being the first one through the door and and kind of obviously since then the raft and the amount of signings Forrest have made quite easy to kind of go out oh, that one that one's been and gone but actually in terms of the profile and and, and everything around him and stuff that's an excellent sign for Forrest and we spoke about the disappointment of Bryce undergoing but quickly forgotten really when you're able to sign a player of the the quality that Dean Henderson is and Wayne Hennessy as you've said as a, as a backup is is a very good one I think again going back to what I said before I'm not 100% convinced that that the staff at Forest were 100% convinced themselves on, on the two goalkeepers. And I think they've now got two goalkeepers that they think that they can rely on over a, a Premier League season and have that experience of the Premier League already as well. So it's it's excellent. And I think Dean Henderson already knows a, a few players within the Forest squad. So it just works all around in terms of also keeping up that, that kind of rapport within the squad that, that Cooper and his staff were able to build last season as well. A lot, that one as well with Dean Henderson, another player that that you know is going to want to come in and, and hit the ground running quickly because he also, alongside Jesse Lingard, has aspirations of making that England squad. 
as you know as one of the free keeper options for the World Cup. So if he starts the season well with Forrest and and, and Forrest all and he's performing and keeping clean sheets, all of a sudden that's him putting his hand up and and obviously making Gareth Southgate make a decision. Um, so again, it's, it's important that you know Forrest have talked about how obviously ability is crucial, but personality, character, you know, all the things that Steve Cooper talks about that he wanted and obviously built that dressing room on. That is hugely important. And uh, Dean Henderson, we know, um, you know, he's not shy of confidence. And I think he he will be an important signing. Forest are building from the back, aren't they? Building from the back seems to be an important thing. We know how strong Forest were last season. Steve Cooper, obviously Stephen Reid implementing it to start with, but moving to a three at the back and playing wing backs. Obviously having, you know, those three centre-halves in that system are important even more so in the Premier League in terms of the attributes that you need to play in those positions are all about, obviously, ability, strength, but pace and being able to read the game. Forrest obviously made a couple of signings just to reinforce that area of the pitch, which was, you know, already strong, let's be honest, in terms of, you know, McKenna, Worrell and Steve Cook in there. We've talked about Figueredo leaving and Panzo going on loan. So Forrest have needed a couple of reinforcements in, in that back line. And obviously bringing in uh, Nia Carte and Biancon, yeah, both of those players of 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 I mean, look near Carter again. Rumor has it Forrest beat off competition there from West Ham um, to 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 get his signature. Uh, and 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 Biancon is is he started really well in pre season. He's a, he's a right back who can play right side of of, of uh, a back three. He's he, you know in a couple of friendlies so far he's played right wing back. Appears to be potentially the backup uh, from a wing back point of view, but. Again, good competition in there, you know, alongside you know the three that we've mentioned, but also Ember So, who, who's put his hands up and performed really well in pre-season. So, I'm personally really excited to see uh, Nia Carter play and, and see how he slots in. But hugely, you know, highly rated um, coming from obviously the Bundesliga, as far as done a lot of shopping this year. But he he seems to be one that stands out and one that a lot of pundits think Forest have done well to capture. Yeah, I think mobility at that that centre back position is so much more important in the Premier League. Having the you know resilience that, that the Forest centre backs had last season will be key still, and, and ensuring that 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 kind of uh, relationship between the centre backs is still there will, will be key. But adding someone like Nia Carter, who let's not forget was also the captain of his club um, in Germany, you know he he will add something that um, maybe Forest just need in terms of a bit of top flight. Uh, know-how and leadership and I think he will be a, a very good signer. I think a few people are already starting to to kind of throw out that he might be the player of the season. We'll see about that obviously but he's certainly on the surface of it seems like a very shrewd signing and the Biancon one kind of came out of the blue really didn't it? That one that was one, one which yeah, yeah it was, there was no rumours really at all of that happening until pretty much it happened and um Probably one that less people know about in terms of the, the right side of centre-back from Troyes. But I think what he has shown in pre-season so far is that he will add a lot of competition. And I think a lot of people have been impressed about what he's what he's done, whether that be playing as the right side of centre-back or offering an option at, at right wing-back. I think he certainly looks like he's he's got a lot of ability. 
Um, and again, a player that at 22 years old at this moment in time is is a shrewd sign. And if he can kind of build his reputation even further at Forest and he can grow with Forest. So two solid options that Forest have added there. Probably in an area of the pitch that on the on the surface of it after last season they didn't feel they probably needed to to do too much. I think actually the coaching staff have gone well in the Premier League. We need something slightly different and we need a few different options. And they've added that with with Neil Carter and Bian Con. And, and do you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if there was another addition there, depending on how how they look at their their centre backs as they currently are. Mm. Joe Rodon's the one. I still think Forrest hold an interest in Joe Rodon. That's been mentioned. Steve Cooper loves him from his time at Swansea. It, it just it'd be interesting how that all pans out in terms of how the season starts. That might happen late in the window. But yeah, I agree. I think there'll be another body that comes into to the defensive makeup. Maybe even two if we you know, touch on, on on the left wing position in a minute. But yeah, there's definitely still you know room there potentially for another addition. I mean, look, let's talk about the wing backs again. I mean, probably the most integral part of the system that Forest played last year in terms of their ability to obviously both defend but spring forward and get Forest playing on the counter. Obviously, Forest, you know, it was a bit of a you know tale of two sides, if you like, last year. Jed spent on the right hand side; he was almost ever present and you know consistent. You knew what you were going to get from him in terms of the dyna- dynamic presence going forward. On the left-hand side, obviously, Max Lowe, who, who unfortunately on loan you know, spent a lot of last season injured. And Jack Colback deputised for him superbly well, but obviously his extremely different presence on that left-hand side to, to Jed Spence. Forrest have known they've had to go and invest and spend in those areas. Jed Spence, unfortunately, we, we all hope that promotion might mean that, that he might fancy a crack at the Premier League with Forrest. But I think he, he, yeah, he's had his head turned from quite early on in the window by Spurs, then that was where he wanted to go. A good look to him. And, and obviously we hope that, that Jed Spence does really well, bar, bar the two games against us. But Forrest, therefore, have had to had to invest. Um, you know, we just talked about um, Bianco there. We talked about Toffolo, you know, as well as part of the the, the, the the Huddersfield raid. But the other two names that have come in, that are, you know, really impressive signings as well as Omar Richards from Bayern Munich um, on the left-hand side. And Nico Williams on the right-hand side, you know, filling the shoes left by Jed Spence. I mean, look, I suppose the, the only downer on those two signs that Omar Richards now appears to be out um, with a hairline fracture, time scale anywhere from six month, uh, six weeks to three months. Who knows? Um, that might mean that Forrest dip in, as you've just kind of mentioned, in terms of on that left-hand side for, for more reinforcements just to get them through to the Christmas period after the World Cup. But... Um, it's a shame, isn't it? Because, again, he's a player that stands out, again, really excited about what he could bring. And then on the right-hand side, look, we've got a caveat. We are Welsh fans as well as Forest fans. Nico Williams, for me, is one hell of a player. Can play right-hand side, can play left-hand side. Um, he's probably a little bit more of a rounded player. He's not maybe as dynamic going forward in terms of the break and the speed, but he's not slow. And he's got a hell of a cross, as we've already seen in pre-season. So, I'm extremely excited about Nico Williams and eventually obviously excited about seeing Omar Richards. Just hugely disappointed that that's not going to happen from the off. Yeah, I'd probably say Omar Richards was the signing I was most excited about out of them all. I actually have to say that. I think he's one hell of a player and I think he, he's a great signing for Forrest. Fortunately, going to have to wait a little bit longer to, to see him actually play. I think um, he will end up being a, a great, great signing on that left-hand side. I think he'll cause 
loads of problems. And I think defensively, I think the one thing he's improved on the most is, is defensively at, at Bayern Munich. Um, and I think he'll be a, a top, top signing. But fortunately, as you've said, we're going to have to wait. And I think we will see someone else who comes in in that left-back position um, for the time being. Um, in terms of the right-hand side, yeah, Nico Williams. I think, uh, obviously, huge shoes to fill in, in Jed Spence leaving. I think Nico Williams is a good signing. I think some people are looking at the, the, the price, but we're not the ones spending the cash, are we? So, at the end of the day, the... the quality of the player and the calibre of the player is still the most important thing regardless of, of the money that's been paid. And I think Nico Williams will be a very good player on that right-hand side. I think um, it'll be interesting. I think more importantly is his relationship already with Brennan Johnson. And we, we've seen how, how Jed Spence and Brennan Johnson um, kind of built a relationship, forged a relationship and how they play together in certain games. It was ruthless at times last season and Nico Williams and, and Brennan Johnson already know each other and already good friends. So I'll be very intrigued to know um, how they build a relationship on the pitch um, how, how they can kind of work together on the pitch. Um, because I think there's, there's a real hell of a, of a relationship that could be forged there. It could be a real threat in the Premier League. So it'll be an interesting one. Keep an eye out on that. Mm, there's a real Welsh contingent at Forest at the minute and uh, could potentially grow even further. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, look, the one man we've not talked about is our today record signing uh, to date, as I said. Um, Forest obviously bought in Tyro Awoni, um, up front striker, £17.5 million. Again, another area of the pitch that Forest needed reinforcements after losing. Keenan Davis obviously going back and obviously Lewis Graben eventually decided to, to to not sign up for another season. I mean, again, huge excitement about Awoni coming in. Um, there's a lot of other Premier League interest, a lot of interest from across Europe in him. Um, big physical striker, but a hugely impressive goal scoring record last year at, uh, at UU Berlin. Um, comes with high hopes. Um Little bit of criticism today in pre-season, which feels very harsh. You can't really judge anything um, in pre-season. I'm sure he would have liked to have hit the back of the net, and who knows, he might do that in the two games coming up. But uh, from what I've heard, I, you know, from, from what we heard when we signed him and everything that Steve Cooper and, and, and talked about, again, this guy could be a really big sign for Forest. And you know, we were talking about it at the weekend in terms of took Lewis Graben a long time to get off the market. It takes strikers a long time to get off the market. And what you find is once they do, all of a sudden they get a hat full of goals. And I think hopefully when the real football starts and the season kicks in, if a warrior can get a goal early on, I think his confidence will just increase massively. And hopefully then he'll just go on to showcase what a good player he is because for the money that Forrest have paid and for all the interest and the plaudits and the, you know, the praise that he, he got from across Europe, there's a player in there and I'm, I'm really excited to see him in full swing as well. Yeah, he's a player that Forrest wasted no time in, no. in signing, which which says to me that they were pretty certain they definitely wanted him. They they activated that release clause. They wasted absolutely no time in trying to ensure that no one else got to him before they did. And I trust the, the people in charge and I trust Steve Cooper and I know that he will have had lots of chats and, and you know lots of contacts from his time at Liverpool about about him and and the the noises I hear is that they actually thought he was one hell of a player, but you know he needed to go somewhere playing games. He wasn't going to get that at Liverpool with the the, the quality of player that they've obviously got over there. So um, you know as we've said, Lewis Graben took took 
such a long time. I can remember thinking when Lewis Graben in that first season, I thought, oh God, Forrest might have might have made a mistake here. But then before you know it, he he got a, a run of goals. And it does it's gonna take that. I think the, the striker position is the one which is the hardest to adapt to when you signed pretty much a completely new team. All these players are gonna to have to adapt to each other. What what it, where do they run? What is their movements? You know, what is their train of thought when they're on the pitch in certain situations? And the and the striker one is probably the one which is the most difficult to work out, but the most important to work out. It's gonna take a bit of time. And I think what we've seen in the in the preseason game there has been a couple of, of competitive ones, the Hertha Berlin and, and the Union Berlin one. Um, but I, I just think it's going to take a bit of time for, for that to adapt. Forest fans will then argue back and say, well, we don't have loads of time. But I think the, the key to that is, is that Forest will be trying to get goals all over the pitch. You know, they, they, they can't just rely on him. You know, that'll be why Jesse Lingard has been signed. There'll be a hope that Brennan Johnson can step up. And I'm pretty certain that they'll be looking to sign another striker um to to compete with with Wanya. So it's it's an interesting one. I think I think he will come good, but I do think it will take a bit of time that one if I'm being completely honest. So mm. it'll be key for Forrest to just heap the pressure on him in the most you know, the biggest biggest league in the world, the most talked about league in the world. They'll want him to they'll they'll want to give him the time to to adapt to this completely new team in in, in the tough league. Um, and let's see how he does. Who's your standout signing? We've gone through them all there, all all uh, all the signings today. Who's the, who's the one that really stands out to you as uh, one that you're excited to see in a week and a half in Newcastle? Well, if Omar Richards was fit, it would have been him. But unfortunately, do you know what? Uh, I'm kind of kind of ruined the, the you know what you're probably going to come on to. But I think the one that that will be exciting for me is is. Uh, Mangala, when when he hopefully signs. Um, obviously, we're recording this yeah, on the Monday you've night. Ruined, you've ruined my next link there. But yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being honest, you know, I'm not just going to choose someone else for the sake of it. I think he, for me, would be the one. If I have to pick one that hasn't yet been announced, then um, I'll go for um, Musa Niakate, I think, uh, just in terms of what he can bring to, to the centre-backs as well as the kind of leadership qualities that he'll have. I think we'll, over a period of the season, I think we'll see him as such an important player, but also an important character. You know, there's going to be some difficult moments this season for Forrest. I'm very excited, as, as all Forrest fans are. But the truth of the matter is, is that there may be difficult moments in, in what is such a huge, huge step up. Um, and I think having a, a personality like him, as well as the quality that he's got, could be the the difference. Um, yeah. So me, for, for me, if we're looking at the ones which have been announced, uh, he's the one uh, that that I think could could be key to Forest. Yeah, a great Musnia Carte, Nico Williams. I think they're the two for me at the minute that stand out. All 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 signs. I think you look you look at them. I think. You look at all the signs that Forest have made, and you can look at them, and you can pinpoint exactly why they've gone after those players. And, and there's not really one that's really split opinion, divided opinion. I think it's been really positive all round, and um, yeah, long may that continue. Let's see how they go. But come on, come on, then let's talk about it. You, you kind of stole the show, but obviously Forest look like they're on the verge of raiding the Bundesliga for the fourth time this summer. Um, Aurel Mangala on the verge, hopefully, of signing. Medical due tomorrow. We'll say we're recording Monday night. Medical due tomorrow. All being equal, hopefully he will be a Forest player 
by midweek. Um, again, another player that Forrest have fought off competition. West Ham extremely interested in him. Crystal Pice also linked across the summer. Um, another box-to-box midfielder tends to sit more def- uh, you know deeper than um, the Lewis O'Brien, but but equally in the same mould of liking to you know break forward and, and move forward and, and carry the ball. Um, again, made his you know, he's Belgium international made his debut for Belgium back in March. Uh, this one has been met with a, 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 you know an all-round praise for Forest in reality in terms of the pundits and, and non-Forest fans really bigging him up. And again, really can't believe that that Forest are on the verge of securing his um, signature. I don't really want to go too much because you know these things have a nasty habit of. Um, of, of backfiring at times, but I mean, if he does put pen to paper, Tom, you've kind of touched on it already. But he's, he he sounds like a, an outstanding player that Forest has done well to capture. Yeah, I think that central midfield area of Forest is going to be key. All areas will be key. I know that we've already touched on our wing backs are key, goalkeeper will be key, striker will be key. Obviously, all areas of the pitch will be key. But I, I think for Forest, they need to ensure that. They have players in there with confidence and that um, they don't hide behind behind anyone else. I think what he could offer is he's he's more than happy to pick the ball up from deep, run forward, drive through the pitch. And that will only benefit the players in front of him. Your Brennan Johnsons, your Lingards, Awanyi, even the wing-backs who will be bursting forward at times, um, you know, it'll be key because he'll, be a, he'll allow them space. At, at some point someone or a couple of players in the opposition team are going to have to stop him. So he could, you know, if he brings that to the Premier League, I think he could be such a, a pivotal import, pivotal signing for Forrest. I think um, he he will help both in terms of shoring up that central midfield, but actually I think what he'll offer more than, than what people expect is, is his drives and his runs through, you know, with the power and the speed that he's got. I think he'll actually be a, a pivotal signing to help those those attacking players find a bit more space. So I think, yeah, he, he's the one that I've certainly, since we've been linked with him, and, you know, we got linked with him initially a while back. I think I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity. Um, I think he'll be a, a key signing for Forrest. If that one goes through, then what do you what do Forest need between now and the end of August? Um, ideally, hopefully in the next week and a half, but but we know how things work. Between now and the end of August, what, what areas of the pitch do you think Forrest is still short of? Well, if he goes through, if my if my maths is correct, could be wrong, I've lost complete track, he'll be signing number 12. So it sounds weird that that we're talking about this, especially with the amount of money that, that Forrest have signed already. Um, I think they probably want another striker for me. I think going back to what I was saying before, I think, it'd be good to have another option. I think if you don't have someone who, who can score goals, I'm not saying that they don't have that already, but it'd be good to have various different options up front, you know, whether they go back to, to Keenan Davies, whether they, they see another option somewhere else. Um, maybe they, they see using the, the other loan option um, for, for another striker. We'll, we'll wait and see, but I think that'll be a very important signing. I wouldn't mind um, another another central midfielder, to be quite honest. Um, even though you already have uh, Lewis O'Brien, if we sign Mangala, you've got him. You'd have Ryan Yates. Um, you'd then have also Jack Colback and Cafu. Um, 
But I do think that that another option, whether that be an attacking option or someone more defensive, someone to to allow the likes of Mangala to, to run forward, Lewis O'Brien to run forward, maybe another option to help Ryan Yates out at times. Um, I don't think that would be a, a silly, silly way to go. And then, yeah, you know, we've, we've touched on it again, maybe another left back and sounds ridiculous, you know, considering two, but, but it might be, you know, I, I don't know how, how bad the, the Omar Richards um, injury is, but what you don't want to happen is, you start with Toffolo, he gets a knock, and then you're back to playing callback at left back. Um, it's ridiculous how, how these things can happen, but you wouldn't rule it out. And I don't think Steve Cooper and his staff would want to take that risk. So I wouldn't be shocked if another left back was on the cards. No, Forrest has been saying been linked with, with left backs, obviously, quite heavily in the last uh, week. Obviously, uh, Moreno from Betis, um, Maxwell Cornet from Burnley, who can obviously play left wing back play uh, left wing or even up front for Bernie. He's obviously an exciting player that Forrest are trying to, to obviously press through apparently by the end of this week. But we'll see again. I feel like I say it for every player, but we seem to obviously be in a race between Everton and seemingly West Ham have come into the fray this evening. So we will see how that one pans out. But he's certainly a player who's got a bit of everything, certainly versatility, but also, you know, has proven that he could score goals in an extremely poor Burnley side so he would be one that, that stands out I agree I think look it's unfortunate but I think we will see cover come in for that left-hand side of defence I agree with you that another midfielder uh, maybe a different type maybe someone who's a little bit more robust and, and defensive minded to come in there don't think you can probably have too many numbers in that central area because I wonder about the formation that Steve Cooper is going to deploy whether he'll sometimes go in with a flat midfield three we will see, but numbers in there. I still think everyone will get ample game time. Um, I definitely think another striker in there. And, and, and I think then you're probably done. If you get another striker, you get Mangala, another centre midfielder alongside that, and then um, cover for the left wing back. I think another four players between now and the end of August should suffice, but you just never know. You never know. It depends how the early season plays out. We touched on perhaps someone like Joe Rodon coming in on loan. Forrest have still got that extra loan body that they could bring in you know if Forrest can get a couple of players in between now and Newcastle you know and then see how the first couple of weeks of the season up until the end of August plays out it wouldn't surprise me Forrest just keep a couple of spots in that 25-man squad free you never know as you go later into the window what opportunities crop up Forrest are well prepared they'll have all the angles and bases covered one thing that you would say is that um, they're full of surprises this recruitment team uh, and the owner and the and the head coach. So I think I won't rule anything out between now and the end of the window. Let's just say that. But certainly, Forest are in a good shape. They can get a couple of you know a couple of big star signings over the line in the last couple of uh, positions. Then I think we'll be in there uh, in in good shape indeed. But yeah, hugely exciting. Um, right, let's wrap it up there. We'll probably have a number of other transfers, Tom, to cover next time uh, we catch up. But we're going to be back on uh, Sunday night, so Monday, um, with our season preview. We'll look ahead to the to the Premier League season and do our usual uh, predictions for, well, Premier League winner, Champions League, bottom three, completely different kettle of fish for us this year. And we'll also look ahead and preview Newcastle, which is the uh, 
the opening game of the season and one that we've all been looking forward to since the piece of this came out. But as always, ahead of the season, if you want to give us an opinion on anything that you've heard tonight or give us any viewpoints of, of, of what you're looking forward to for the season ahead, you can email us at timeaddedonpod@outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at timeaddedonpod or give our site slash blog a read, timeaddedonpod.wixsite.com forward slash home. See you next week. You're right.